Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbert. And I'm Courtney Barons. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events around the Endless Mountains. Well, with spring in the air, at least some days, we thought we'd discuss a couple interesting early spring flowers that you might be able to spot on a walk or even while you're doing some early season yard work right in your own backyard. So let's jump right in. So the first one we want to start out talking about is the yellow trout lily. The yellow trout lily is a spring ephemeral native wildflower that grows in moist woodland habitats. Typically blooms from March to June, depending on the area. And it typically forms in large colonies and produces a one inch wide yellow flower that hangs downward between two mottled leaves. The flowers are really cool. They close up during the night and they reopen in the morning when the sun comes out. That is pretty cool. This lily species is pollinated by several species of native bees, and it's estimated that only 10% of the pollinated flowers actually produce viable seeds. So after the seeds of a trout lily germinate, it may take several years before a flower is produced, and only plants that have two leaves produce a flower. So the younger plants with only one leaf will not flower. Because of this, it's not recommended to pick the flowers. It's best to just leave them where they are. The light green leaves mottled with purple are said to resemble the body of a brook trout, hence the name trout lily. It's also commonly called the yellow adler's tongue because the emerging flower can sometimes resemble a snake, or it's also called the fawn lily because the leaf spots resemble a deer fawn's ear. So you mentioned before uh, that it takes several years before it flowers, and it's interesting to note that you'll probably see uh, just a singular uh, leaf emerging from the ground for several years. Um, and it does, it kind of has that trout modeling to it. So that's what you really want to look for uh, on the forest floor uh, early in the spring. And then the flower will emerge, but yeah, it's, it's one of my early favorites. Uh, so another one we want to talk about, and this one people probably know more about uh, just because of the name and maybe the stench, but it's the skunk cabbage, and it's also one of the first native plants to bloom early in spring. In fact, um, it can also be found even before the snow finally melts. And one of the reasons why is because it, it creates its own heat or a thermogenic process. Um, so skunk cabbage was used medically by the Native Americans and back in the 19th century was listed in U.S. Pharmacopoeia as the drug Drectonium. That was for treatment of respiratory diseases, nervous disorders, rheumatism, and dropsy. Uh, it actually has distribution uh, that's considered boreal in North America. So here in eastern North America, it's a native from Nova Scotia to southern Quebec and uh, all the way out to Minnesota and south to North Carolina and Tennessee. It's actually found in moist habitats and uh, you can find it in marshy deciduous woods or wet thickets, swamps, near springs. I think I've seen it uh, mostly along streams. Uh, and as mentioned, it does bloom before the snow melts. So as I mentioned before, as the name suggests, this plant has a stinky smelling flower and that does 
smells somewhat like a skunk. Uh, it actually lures in pollinators because of that smell, and those pollinators are typically flies and gnats. Another early blooming ephemeral spring flower we wanted to talk about is the bloodroot. It's typically found in moist soils, um, mostly in wooded areas, and it blooms for only about a week depending on the weather in the early spring. Flowers have 8 to 10 white elongated petals. They actually arise from an underground rhizome. So bloodroot has a single leaf for each flower, and some of the leaves get relatively large. Um, some of them can get as big as 8 to 10 inches across. And seed pods will form on the old flower, and eventually the stem will bend down and release the contents of the pod. And in the summer, after you know, they're done blooming and the seeds have dispersed, the bloodroots disappear for the year. So you're probably wondering how it gets its name. It gets it from the red juice that bleeds out from a cut or damaged root. Native Americans actually used to use bloodroot as a dye and to decorate their skin. So if you take the juice from the plant and you rub it on your skin, it'll stain for a few days. Or at least, I've never tried it, but that's what I've heard. And it's used today in commercial mouthwash and toothpaste as a plaque inhibiting agent. Alright, cool. I didn't know anything about bloodroot before. I didn't I, either until I started doing the research. Yeah, maybe heard of it, but that's about it. So, uh, And the final one we want to talk about today is Colt's Foot. So Colt's Foot is the dandelion looking flower that can be spotted along the road right now. Um, we saw some, I think last week we pointed it out. And um, yeah, a lot of people confuse it with the dandelion. But uh, just like the other flowers we mentioned, this flower actually takes advantage of um, the tree is not having leafed out yet. So that's why it comes out so early. It takes advantage of that daylight that hits the forest floor, um, the roadsides, etc. It's actually a native of Northern Europe and Asia, and it was brought to North America by early settlers. It's actually naturalized throughout the northeastern U.S. and distributed in Ohio, uh, Pennsylvania, all across the northeast. Uh, it's actually adapted to poor soils, probably that's why you see it alongside roadways. And it'll grow almost any unattended and denuded area, including pastures and open forests, stream banks, drainage ditches. I think you get the idea. It's a pretty successful species because it grows everywhere. Uh, it prefers wet clay soils and grows well in cool climates. And uh, it's also noted that it tolerates full sun, but it grows best in partial shade. So, colt's foot flowers appear at the tips of an eighth of an inch thick stems. And the stems are actually woolly and covered with scaly bracts, giving them an appearance similar to asparagus. I can verify that. They do look a little different than most of the other flower stems. Uh, after the flowers have matured, the clumps of broad heart-shaped leaves appear on short, woolly vegetative stems and Colt's foot reproduces primarily by horizontal creeping rhizomes. So another plant with rhizomes as well. The rhizomes are just the uh, underground root structures that kind of migrate and reappear 
at the tops of soil again and reproduce that way. Uh, it's also noted that they do spread by seed. And you can find them right now. And just like the other flower that you mentioned, um, trout lily, uh, colt's foot also kind of folds up on cloudy days or at night as well. Um, and kind of fun fact at the end here, uh, the parachute-like tufts attached to the seeds aid in wind dispersal. And they actually have found that the seeds travel as far as eight miles from the flower that released that seed. So pretty wild and pretty successful way to spread. I guess we do have an event for you as well. Um, this Saturday at 8 a.m. is the statewide opener for Pennsylvania trout season. You can find a complete list of the streams and lakes that are stocked on the Pennsylvania Fish and Boat Commission website. But just to mention a few, um, here in Susquehanna County, there's Quaker Lake, Wyalusing Creek, Tunkhannock Creek, Silver Creek, and Fallbrook um, right there in Salt Springs. Those are all stocked streams, so looks like the weather Saturday is going to be pretty decent too. Yeah, so have fun out there. I guess that does it for today's show. If you have any questions related to our show, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org, and find our Conservation Corner page. With past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and ask questions or make comments about the show. You can even suggest ideas for future shows. You have been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. And I'm Don Hibbard saying, enjoy the outdoors. <laughs>